0: Like for example, on Amazon, when I take a look at a product, I kind of look at the best reviews and the worst reviews, take both of them into account and ask myself after weighing them both together, if I want to buy that or not. And so kind of similarly, we just want everything to be in the open and let people sift through them and kind of make a decision for themselves.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Basic Podcast. You know I'm Brent Philbin and I'm here with Kevin Ting. You're the founder of CryptoCanary.com, correct? Dot app, but yes. Oh, dot app. Okay, yes. cool. CryptoCanary.app, which I'm going to let you tell the listeners what it is, but I want to give a quick, and all about you, but the quick teaser is that you emailed us, we we mentioned this on the flagship, and said, hey, we, I'd love to come on your show, which I clicked on what Crypto Canary was and I saw that it was kind of like a rating system and I looked up my favorite scam projects and had them all rated terribly. So I was like, all right, this this is cool, I'm in. So give us the quick version of what Crypto Canary is, who you are and how you ended up running that particular website.
0: Awesome, thanks for having me on, this, on your show, Brent. And in terms of Crypto Canary, you're exactly right. It's a community-powered ratings and review system so anyone can participate and share their, uh, their wisdom, their experience about various projects in the space to kind of help us help each other per se, um, open up the information, get it all in a place where it's easily searchable, easily digestible. So how I like to explain it, it's, it's like a, a Yelp or a TripAdvisor per se for the crypto space. And how I came across this idea, I am actually a content creator too, just like yourself. I have a an educational media group called Bitcoin for Beginners, and we put out content teaching people about the tech side, the financial side, about cryptocurrency, and cool. we ha- have a pretty large beginner group. One problem that we found is that a lot of them fell for shady projects or didn't know how to do research properly because it's all spread out, right? They have to go check Reddit, check Twitter, check Bitcoin Talk, check check YouTube, and it's a lot of... Like just information spread out everywhere, hard to find, and they fall for bad actors and scams and so this was what's born out of that idea to try to solve that problem
1: okay, cool. so you've got you've got something that sounds at least a little bit similar to our podcast. We're only doing the podcast in front of the YouTube and stuff like that, but the a place where beginners would kind of feel at home. And I, uh, I agree with you that what happens, we've seen it as well, is that sometimes listeners will come in and say like, oh, I found this amazing project that's called Substratum or whatever. And you're like, no, no, guys, like we looked at that. It's really bad. Just, you know, we're not giving financial advice here, but you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. So there's definitely a need for a better way for somebody to easily do research. And that's how in your own life and i don't use yelp anymore but if if i'm going to look and see where i want to eat i'm going to look at google sometimes i'll look at TripAdvisor, yelp I, i've run enough businesses to know that yelp messes with your algorithm depending on whether right. or not you buy ads which is kind of annoying uh, but the well they, they kind of like highlight certain reviews or different ones based on the the ads that you buy which is and it's not like they advertise that and they always say that they don't do that but it's the, the data is there uh, anyway. So for sure. <laughs> so I went and looked at a couple of projects, went and looked at a couple of projects that I thought for sure were scams and they definitely came up that way. So, but these are all a hundred percent user. They're not you putting your own subjective opinion on them. Or have you done reviews on the projects that you have looked at?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, from my time as a content creator, I've also dove into various projects. And so I have put some of my own reviews just as, any other user would but my my ratings my reviews they are all weighed the same as anyone else's so if other people wanted to add their own opinions then they could do so the same and get the same weight on their entry as mine
1: okay so if i'm on google and somebody right i get attacked for instance you may not have something for this but i do google reviews let's say one of my videos goes viral okay and people are mad at me so they all come in and downvote or give me one-star reviews from across the nation I've seen this happen before with like a different people will go to a bar, get kicked out and be like, oh, all my followers go rate the one star. And then what happens is the the company will then remove all those reviews that got put in at the exact same time. Is there any contingency for that? If like I guess this would be like a review attack if somebody came in and was like, no, we're the substratum community. We hate icon or whatever. And they uh, told all their
0: Telegram members to give a one star review. So, yes, that is definitely a concern. And we've seen that just a couple of times so far um, for various projects. But, I mean, we don't want to stop that altogether because ultimately we want this to be open, like kind of with the ethos of crypto, which is decentralization and like a democratic approach. Um, But I think there are some stuff we can do from the product side to help people sift through that. Like, for example, we show... When they join the site and when the reviewers or how many reviews they've left all those kind of things um, we show them publicly and so if you're someone visiting this page like substratum for example and you see like 10 people in a row who just joined the site like a week ago and just left one review and their only review was saying good things about substratum in which case you can instantly have a red flag and be like okay there's something wrong with these reviews i need to dig deeper And so forth. And the second point is besides that, we also just want to let people easily see opinions or perspective on both sides. Like, for example, on Amazon, when I take a look at a product, I kind of look at the best reviews and the worst reviews, take both of them into account and ask myself after weighing them both together if I want to buy that or not. And so kind of similarly, we just want everything to be in the open and let people sift through them and kind of make a decision for themselves.
1: Okay, so that that makes sense. Then you would you would be you would have all the information available there if you wanted to see if these people were actually doing like bad on their reviews and stuff like that. So you'd be able to to look and see that. If I was thinking about, you know, Amazon, <laughs> their review system is kind of broken in my opinion because there've been so many people that were paid for reviews. And you now have to go a step further and go to fakespot.com to see if the Amazon reviews you're looking at are even real.
0: So, oh, fake spot? I need to yeah. take a look at that. Never heard of it before.
1: So they give it a rating. They give it a rating on ABCDE ABCDF as to whether their reviews are fake or not. So you get the products that have a lot of the same type of reviews or a lot of the c- accounts that review like tons of things that are brand new and they'll rate them badly. So I'll see one that's four and a half stars off like 150 reviews. I'll click that. I'll see that it's an F and then I won't buy the product. And they'll even show the seller how likely they are to be selling a good product and they give the seller a rating so like a b c d f same thing oh that's super interesting i'll
0: definitely write that down and take a look fake spot
1: (laughs) yeah i feel like they even have an extension that i don't because i like don't install any extensions but i think you can literally just like right there click on it and be like okay yeah because i buy everything on amazon so i got sick of getting like random terrible stuff and being like how is this rated four and a half stars or whatever and and i feel like the same thing in crypto that i've bought some really dumb cryptos over my day you know like i or I, in my day there was ai can i can't i'm trying to think of like some of this bitcoin private for instance this is right listeners will know that we had like a portfolio contest and what i did was when bitcoin private was about to fork off of z classic i i Liked Zcash. I didn't like the Founder's Reward. I liked, therefore, ZClassic because it didn't have the Founder's Reward. And they were about to fork into Bitcoin private. So I was like, okay, great. I'll just go with this. And this will be a better coin. I didn't do my own research. And if I had just done level one, like first line research, I would have realized that it was a complete garbage project and that it was basically a scam. So I... Didn't do that. If I had been able to go to, I don't know what it's rated on Crypto Canary, but if I had been able to go there and look, I would have seen maybe somebody, maybe even me, maybe once I, maybe I'm going to start taking this to heart and start posting reviews based on what we know from our show on Crypto Canary that I could even do that. But then I would know without even going to Reddit or Bitcoin Talk or all that, if it's got a 23% or something, then maybe I need to hold
0: up before i buy exactly exactly that's what we want people to do to kind of take a look at other people's experiences and potentially be like wait up i need to do some more digging for this because some people are saying some stuff and i want to see if that's true or false or what what to make of it per se
1: Bitcoin private is a 13% on crypto canary folks. So just another example of a coin where I, I thought about it as being a horrible project, went and looked and there it is. So just a live look at how some of that, how these appear to be at least correlated with what I think. Now that might mean that what I think is just correlated with whatever I see as the overall consensus, but I don't know. I like to think that I'm making good decisions. So What is what's one of the challenges that you have faced kind of creating this? How long has Crypto Canary been around? I haven't run into it until your email.
0: So we kind of launched um, early this year, like January 2019, and we've been just slowly building behind the scenes. And um, yeah, we've been slowly building, trying to improve our product, asking for user feedback like it's been public, but we just haven't spent too much effort and running marketing campaigns and so forth because we want to just improve the site get it to a good level and then we can kind of blast it out more so that's kind of been our strategy so far
1: okay so have you run into any like any serious roadblocks along the way because since the beginning of the that's eight months not eight, almost nine months now so that's a it's quite that's a while to be to be out there and be open has I don't know, the website broke, or have you... I'm not knowledgeable enough on how to run something like that to know what exactly to ask you, but I'm sure there's something there that's a struggle.
0: Um, any roadblocks? Let's see. Not that comes to the top of my head. I mean, we're just continuing to improve, like listen to the users, what, what they, what they want to see on our site, and then deciding how to improve it, what to add, and what to fix, when to add it, and so forth.
1: Okay, so I'm envisioning this future here, and I don't know if you are on this on board this with me, but CoinMarketCap has everything, and then they literally have the Crypto Canary rating next to it. Is that kind of your end goal? To just that be would be absolutely into... amazing,
0: but we have a lot of ways to go before we can get to that stage.
1: So what what is the monetization method here? It, it's just from, a, from an entrepreneur standpoint... I'm trying to look at different ways to is it going to end up becoming a subscription site? Probably not, right? This is going to be publicly available information.
0: So actually, we are thinking about exploring a subscription model, not for not for users like you and I, but for businesses or projects on the other side that potentially want to um, like answer questions or or like put their own customized profile page and they can drive people to the telegram group or they can um, potentially offer some rewards like let's say ledger wants to subscribe ledger nano and they can Mm -hmm. be like um anyone who is on crypto canary can get 10 percent off if they sign up with this with this code or something so we can help them do like rewards marketing programs too and this is not there yet because we're trying to get to a more solid state for our our retail users, um, like our average crypto investors, before we try to explore various business models to monetize.
1: Okay, okay. So, so the that makes perfect sense to me that a project might want to engage in the community on Crypto Canary, especially if they are a good project that has a good rating and exactly. they're they're interested in being a part of that. So, would you say that you have? How many users, I, I, I don't know, I don't know the right question to ask, but how many active users do you have right now kind of going through and making their ratings?
0: So, so far we've collected 400 registered users. Um, like you can use the site without registering or you can browse at least. We've had 400 sign up and I believe we have like 600 or so total reviews. Um, but in terms of just people visiting our site, we have roughly 2000 a month. Just like okay, vi- cool. visitors, non non logged in visitors.
1: Okay, so you're so you're very much in the early stages, but you are getting traction there and people are interested in this. I I feel like I'm trying to think off the top of my head, do you have any competitors? I feel like you don't.
0: We do, but they're not that big either. There's some like just crypto review sites, those are the most generic ones. Like um, some ICO review sites have expanded to review projects and exchanges and wallets and stuff like that.
1: Right, but they started as ICO review sites, so already they have no credibility because <laughs> they they rated them anything other than one star. They were all the most risky investment on planet right. earth, so Right. So if they're trying to pivot as far for me, that isn't something that would ever interest me as far as uh yeah, I want to go to the I want to go to ICO bench or whatever those were used to be called to check and see what they think about a project. Cause inherently you're going to, it's going to be, what does crypto canary think, even though it is, what do the users of crypto canary think? Exactly. It's like saying, what does Reddit think? Like Reddit doesn't have a mind, but we go to Reddit and find out what the, what the users of Reddit think. So,
0: and there uh, are if, s- some other niche sites like, um, that are just focused on scammy projects. Like, is this coin a scam and some other ones like that, that do have review components. So yeah, there, there are a few, review sites out there but none of them there that are really dominant like there's no coin market for our space yet and so that's what we're gunning for right so yeah
1: i would say that that is actually pretty wide open and there's and there's a good thing there and it's You know it's tough to be the person who does the reviews so if you put out your own reviews you put yourself into the like weiss ratings category where they're putting out completely subjective as far as i i I don't even know where they come up with what their ratings are they make no sense but they put out whatever their subjective thing is and then they get picked apart by the community so you're not even doing that even though you are a contributor to the site
0: yeah and also their approach is just so limited like you would have to hire a ton of people to keep up to date and review every project out there. And there's like thousands, not only projects, but eventually we want to pull in everybody like exchanges, wallets, um, content creators, like they could rate crypto basic podcasts or they could rate my channel per se. And maybe like, maybe some channel promised people that they do a giveaway, but they like, they like went back on their word per se. Then they can be like, they fooled us all. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Or or they did a giveaway and one of their team members won it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So are th- is there going to be anything that you can adjust? You want to weight all the ratings the same, but are there going to be like upvotes and downvotes for the ratings?
0: Yes, so- there will be. There are currently upvotes and downvotes. Yes.
1: Okay, cool. So, so I can come in there and I can see a five star rating that has 10 downvotes because it's two words or something like that does that change their weight in the overall percentage or does it only affect what you're thinking when you go and check out the reviews
0: so right now it is the latter um that it would just affect what you're thinking um but we might want to explore various different weights in the future like right now we want to keep it simple everyone's weighted the same and but just kind of exploring different possibilities here We might want to do some weighting like someone who's been around for like five months and written like 20 reviews might get a slightly higher weighting than someone who just came and wrote one review.
1: Right. Maybe there could be some weird community sentiment. I know there's a couple of coins or projects. I mean, I don't know what to call them that we're trying to work on like community sentiment reputation scores. Maybe there's a maybe there's a partnership there in the future. I don't know. Just random thought.
0: Yeah. Good idea.
1: (laughs) Anyway, okay, so so you've got so we've got our rating system on Crypto Canary. We've got basically an alternative to creating or, or an alternative to doing step one of research on a project. Have you considered then further content curation? So articles that would say this coin's a scam, or articles that would say this coin is good on top of that? Is that kinda like, you know, year two, year three on the roadmap?
0: So we do have a blog and we've been doing some of our own like in depth like deep dive articles per se on various projects and tying that to reviews on Crypto Canary too, if that's what you mean.
1: Okay, cool. So, so if I'm, if it's something that you've written a blog about, I can go into Crypto Canary, I can find it and do start to do a little bit more of my, of my research there. Exactly. And then, and then I assume even further that the the blogs would have even things that they've sourced from. So you'd be able to follow a little bit of a link tree there. So that's pretty cool. Um, So I think we've covered a lot of what we let, have. I missed anything about Crypto Canary because I want to start talking to you about your other content arm as well. But I, I want to make sure I've told the full story of what Crypto Canary is. And because I, I think I understand why you started. I think I understand how it got there and what it does. Any, is
0: there anything that I missed? Just two more things I think would be great to mention about the project. Um, one is so we have this community sourced component that we've been talking about this whole time. But an- another cool thing that I think might be useful for people like you and I and, and your listeners too is that we do want to have a, like an automatic or programmatic approach to and scrape stuff from websites or use APIs and grab information like how active is their GitHub development? How active are the social communities? How many exchanges are they traded on? So info like that in which we can give a really high level number or metric per se that people can go to every project page and see that. So for example, like let's say they go to um just some random project like Tron, for example, and they see that their GitHub activity or Litecoin.
1: percent by the way.
0: <laughs> or Litecoin per se, because you know how people are saying recently that Litecoin's development um like their GitHub hasn't been active. So that right. was a, a big discussion point. And so we can give that View really high-level view simply right on the page, so they can look at the GitHub statistic that we can just include right there, um, and that we would tie into every project's GitHub page and get their stats for users to see without making you or other people have to go to the GitHub page and dig through themselves.
1: That would be super useful because so I do look at GitHub, but I am not a developer at all. I don't understand. I I know. Enough to make an Excel script if I go to enough places and copy paste enough things. So I know what I know that there are commits on GitHub, but I don't know that they are meaningful ones. So when I go and I see a thousand commits over the last six months or whatever, I don't know if that matters or if it doesn't matter. I know that it means that they're active, but I don't, it could be they're updating the fonts or something like that. I don't know how to read it. So the, that would be a really interesting tool to get rid of that issue. Like I know the GitHubs are important. And I know I need to go to them and investigate them. And I know that if I go to one and it's got 13 updates in a year, that it's probably a problem, but I don't know how to interpret what those, what those commits actually do.
0: Yeah. And so I think we're going to start out with a, a more basic approach and just give like low, medium, high in terms of activity. But in the future, we do want to provide a lot more context. Like you said, like how to interpret them, how to dive deeper.
1: Okay. So that's really cool. So that's not on there yet, but it's coming. And that's one way to pull outside information. So you, do you have an API that somebody could get from you if they wanted to have cryptocurrency ratings on their site?
0: Yes, we do have an API um, that we are fleshing out currently. And that data, like the GitHub data and the social media activity data, that is all something that we're going to pull from the outside too, like from another API or just via web scraping.
1: Okay, cool. So that that that'll be an interesting thing. Maybe maybe in the future, every one on one that we do, will have a nice little widget in there that we can <laughs> that we can show you guys. I don't know. I I'm redesigning my website right now, so our awesome. website sucks.
0: Yeah, and so that is a perfect segue to the last thing I want to mention, and that we are actually currently in a um, a blockchain incubator program based in Phoenix. Um, it's called Polyant, and They're really helpful too. And that's one thing they're helping us with is with the site redesign. Like right now, when you look at our site, it it works, but it is like bootstrappy or it looks like it's just more for the functionality rather than for optimized for aesthetics or branding or giving people the right information per se.
1: Yeah, it looks fine to me. It looks it looks like you and and I, I'm not an expert at making websites, but it looks like you took a WordPress WordPress theme and made each of these ratings basically their own kind of blog situation, which seems fine. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm sure if you've got an incubator behind you that can, that can make this even better. I think it looks good. Like there's plenty of sites that I've looked at or plenty of ICOs that I've looked at that look worse than what I'm looking at here. So awesome. If, uh, honestly if it looked bad i wouldn't have even kept going to see if we wanted to do the interview
0: well i'd love to get your take on it after our our refresh which will happen very soon um and just hopefully the community likes it too
1: okay cool so that's i I mean it look if you guys are using your exact same ethos and exact same reasons for doing things then it makes perfect sense that this will uh this will happen i haven't been to your homepage yet and actually looked at it, and I love that you have the riskiest cryptocurrencies down on the bottom, and one of the top four riskiest cryptocurrencies is Verge. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, there, there's there's three of them at zero percent, which means nobody has ever given them a good rating. Correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. And then and then Verge has an eight percent. So there are definitely some people that are you know they've got their Pornhub accounts and they're, they're like, <laughs> Oh, no, don't take away my payment method. But exactly. that's definitely interesting and it's got like some of the latest reviews and stuff so this is is pretty cool so i yeah i'd be interested to see how the how the redesign happens and i'm sure will that be paired with the the like ability to put in widgets and all that stuff at the same time
0: um which widgets do you mean like the
1: like so right now let's say on radiopublic.com i can go there and it has all the podcasts and a lot of times i'll put the radio public link on our website because they actually pay us for our, for our listens. Okay, if somebody clicks on that, and you put the widget on the website from them, so I go copy the embed code from them and put it on our site. Like if I wanted to embed a rating of Ravencoin on our Ravencoin One Hundred One episode, which we haven't done, which I'm sure we'll do soon, the I would I be able to do that in the same post for the show notes that I put up for the for the site?
0: Um, good question. I think that is definitely something that's on our radar, but we haven't taking the time to implement it yet. So that's a great suggestion. And we definitely want to implement that sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. I'll even make the commitment that if you guys do that, I will pull every, uh, cause again, depending on when it comes through, cause I'm redesigning the site and it's taking me so I, I screwed up. I had no idea how to make a website. And when I made the podcast website, I just did it cause I wanted to get something going and started yeah. and it looks fine, but it's not functional and it's terrible for SEO and I use Squarespace and all that stuff. So I'm working on the WordPress WordPress site and if I could put this code on every single one of the uh, the one that I'm putting in is the, the new blog post that I'm putting them in as then I would I'll make the commitment that I'll do it. So if you end up with a with a widget, I will absolutely put that widget on our site. Thank you. We for sure will take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that kind of gives us the whole picture of Crypto Canary, which is good. Actually, before I get to what your content creation is, did you ever end up getting buying a bad coin or getting scammed out of some money in the business or were you kind of pretty much safe?
0: No, I've definitely fall, fallen for some bad coins, for sure. Without a doubt. Any cool stories? Um. Okay, yes, I do have one. I don't know if it's called a cool story, but well, let yeah, me just say good, good FOMO definitely got the best of me um, a couple times, a, a few times too much, in <laughs> late 2017, early 2018. Especially back in the day, rem- remember when Vitalik was like, everyone was saying, oh, he's an advisor for a project. And then he was like, this is getting out of hand. I'm only advising for two projects, nothing else, no more. So before that happened, there was a company that was kind of shilling the fact that they were somewhat loosely tied to Vitalik. And I was like, oh, dang, I got to get in on this. (laughs) And so I bought some and then they they took like three months longer than promised to get us our tokens. Thank God they actually did, because sometimes I think it was called like... Cloud or something like that i mean there's a lot of cloud tokens this was one that was way back and it's no longer really like too functional but it was like something cloud related and they shilled the fact that they're with vitalik and i i tossed in a couple of ethers and really it just dropped down like to one-fifth of the original amount when i was finally able to trade it
1: oh man so so because they took so long by the time you know, by the time we actually got it, everybody was ready to dump too because it's it took so long and now they have no confidence. Yeah, and there
0: was no liquidity either. So it was just bad all all around.
1: Maybe they were using the Kevin Bacon method of Vitalik being a, an advisor. Like their advisor knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew Vitalik. And that's how he was attached to the project. So For sure. Then, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, so there's so many... ICOs that both have already imploded or they're going to implode because they just are going to run out of money and they're right. going to be like a soft exit scam is what I've been calling them like I don't think they're some of these ICOs I don't think their founders are just taking the money and running but they are taking their $200,000 a year salary and running or whatever exactly so so it's going to be interesting to see I'm, I'm not excited about it because I think it'll give us some bad press overall as a, as a space but These things do need to shake out. So I'm happy that that,
0: there's a lot of improvement, though. Like um, from those ashes came more legit token offerings, token sales, and even ones that have been approved by the SEC these days, like Blockstack and some other ones. Oh, wait, Blockstack has a sale. Yeah, they have an SEC-approved token sale. The first ever. Oh, cool. I've used them before, and I thought
1: they were kind of cool. And they had like a little podcast section of their apps, and it wasn't useful, but. uh, I I did look at it. I went through the whole approval process and I was like, I wanna I want to host our podcast on something that is blockchain related. We host on Libsyn, which is awful. I've been looking to find a way off of it, but gotcha. uh, it, it's so hard to move podcasts and do it correctly. It's part of the website redesign. Anyway, so on the content creation side, you've done a lot of you've done a lot of stuff for, for beginning people. You're Bitcoin for beginners. Do you do altcoins or do you just specifically focus on Bitcoin?
0: We do everything
1: okay so have you ended up having any guests on or covered any coins that you ended up having to be like yeah we shouldn't have had those people on they were kind of they
0: were like a scam or anything like that so one time very early in the channel's days like within the first few months we did cover a project that ended up being just a typical exit scam but that was back when we only had like a hundred subs or like or 500 subs or so so that wasn't that bad. And later on we've definitely learned and done a lot more due diligence, so we haven't really run into anything like that. Besides one interesting um one interesting scare. There was one that's called, oh I forgot the name. There was one that was like based in Germany and they were doing like this this like savings bot and we did a coverage on them and they ended up pretending to exit scam just to do some like crazy PR. Oh i remember that where the guy was like
1: sipping a exactly beer at the that airport or whatever exactly
0: that one. <laughs> oh my god so when that happened we're like oh shit we covered them and so i i went through and like and like did some damage control asap but then realized that and and then i started following that whole fiasco really closely like reading all the rumors people showing up at their offices taking videos like the empty offices but then they came out like a couple of days later and said like, oh, this is just to bring awareness, blah, blah, blah. We're like, oh, wow. Like we just struggled so much to do damage control and like we made the video private for a bit and then we're like, okay, you guys could have not done that. But yeah, that was really interesting scenario. I wonder,
1: did they end up existing, or or did they? I, I don't know. I don't. I wonder what's happening with those guys because I think they're still I around. I seeing that. I think they're still around. I remember seeing it and thinking, like, I wonder if what really happened was there was some like halfway exit scam where somebody did, and then they're like, no, 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 no. like it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, and then maybe they didn't. I don't know. It it seemed like a really, really, really dumb way to to run something, but at the same time, we're talking about them, so. I don't know, maybe it maybe it wasn't as dumb as it sounded.
0: I don't think there was a halfway exit scam because they filmed the whole preparation like they in their video afterwards they showed us their whole planning of this thing from start to finish. Oh, okay. So I didn't I didn't see the follow-up video.
1: I just we have a news show that we just released on Fridays and that was one of the stories right. that we talked about and how ridiculous it was, so <laughs> I just remembered, you know, coming coming across that. So and by the time we talked about it, we knew that they had pretended to exit scam but we just I just remember talk- anyway yeah that was that was kind of fun so that that's good because I feel like it, a lot of content creators struggle in the sense that they will cover a lot of these bad projects either because they're paid or because they're excited about them and then something happens where the coin ends up being you know like like I, I've mentioned substratum a couple of times they're our favorite scam because they've like actually attacked our podcast so it was kind of cool <laughs> they with data dash data dash whatever Uh, he covered them, got paid a ton of money from them, and then didn't really walk back on that for a very long time. And even, even when he did, it was very minuscule. So there's, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility that a lot of content creators don't see themselves as having. And it's really, it's refreshing to have somebody come on the show that is a content creator that has that feeling of responsibility. And actually I would say almost every content creator we've had on the show has felt that way, but for sure. It's uh I just wanna say that it's good that somebody has that. What how many subs you, you said back me at hundred subs or something. Hilariously our podcast has like two hundred on YouTube because we never put any video content out. We only do the we use repurpose.io to take the audio and make a waveform out of it and put pictures in there so that it like is compliant with YouTube, but it's not our faces. Right. We do need to do more video content, obviously. That's that's a that's a failing on our we're two hundred podcasts in. We're I don't know 500 600,000 downloads something like that and we've never had a er, over 200 subs on YouTube. But how many s- subscriptions do you guys currently have? We
0: have 35,000.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's a that's a huge channel. So that's uh, that's good job. Well done uh on that. Well done on Crypto Canary. And uh, do you have any other like I don't know, no more scam stories, but do you have any other I don't know, like moments where somebody reached out to you or came to you or came on your show or something and they got something out of what you were doing that you didn't ever expect somebody to get.
0: Do you mean like just an audience member or? It could be an audience member. It could be even
1: somebody who comes on your show on a different podcast. I had a guest on the show that we had vetted as a guest and they came on the show. And as they were into it, they said, guys, just so you know, your podcast was the reason I even started this business. Uh, it's a different one called the ancestral mind and he had apparently listened to like our first or second episode and then he was on episode 30. So it was uh it, it which was like a 6 month period. We don't release that quickly on that show, but it that was to me I was like really that that's kind of crazy that that person had that had that happen. I don't know. There there's been a lot of times where somebody would say something and it really I didn't expect it to have that effect on somebody and I don't know if everyone has that moment or that thing that happens to them.
0: Um I don't think I can remember anything like that but i think something similar is that i was at a pretty small conference like with a couple hundred people in san francisco earlier this year and someone came someone came up to me and i was there talking about crypto canary stuff or like um just kind of sharing crypto canary at that time but someone came up to me and told me that they recognized me from the bitcoin for beginners youtube channel i was like i'm surprised i didn't know people here at at this audience would like even watch that stuff or recognize me. So that was a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, that, that does, that's one of those things that you're like, that's, ah, that's so cool. How how many conferences have you spoken at?
0: Um, just like two. And those were pretty informal, like medium, smaller conferences. Yeah.
1: We, we ended up, we ended up speaking at one really big one and we got there because I guess this is actually one of those effects that was pretty interesting we we went to we got invited as media to a conference that ended up being really bad. It was just a bunch of scammy ICOs. There were no big companies there. We couldn't believe what we were walking around. Right, we're like, man, what? Why did we waste our time and twenty dollars in parking to come to this? Right, come to this uh, conference, right? And then somebody from another conference in Thailand reached out to us and said, hey guys, uh, you guys went to a shitty conference. I love your podcast. Come to my conference. I'll have you moderate some panels. And. We thought like there's no way and then yeah, he he ended up flying us out there for a conference called Beyond Blocks and we got to that's amazing we got to have a that sounds amazing. Anyway, it was super cool. But it was because we don't hold back. We will say this conference is shitty if we went to a conference. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was shitty because that needs to that needs to die. And it will because so many of those conferences were built around the ICOs trying to chill themselves. And if those aren't happening anymore and they're not Ha- the the ones that are trying to show themselves at those conferences are going to run out of money eventually exactly. and they're not going to be able to keep going to those. So so it's it's nice to watch the crypto community work the way it's supposed to, which is self-regulation, right? So it's unfortunate to watch people get scammed and it's unfortunate to have these companies take money out of it, but in the end, like you said earlier, coming out of the ashes, we're better off for exactly. it. Exactly. So going forward in looking into the future of, you know, let's say we're 5 years down the line, crypto canary is is already, I don't want to call it the Yelp of crypto, I'm going to call it the Google reviews (laughs) of crypto, is already there and is already integrated in everything. What would your kind of next passion project be if you were to pick one? Would you have any idea?
0: I mean, things change a lot, so I guess we'll have to see, but I definitely want to keep the focus on the retail investors, retail users. And by retail, I mean like everyday investors like you and I want to build stuff to help them. Like one idea we had back during the ICO boom was a service that we can tell people or get them info about when it would hit the exchange. But given how things are now, like during the depths of crypto winter, no one really cared. And so the landscape is constantly evolving. It's it's nowhere near being mature yet. And so I can't even imagine what's going to be the needs of people later, like five years later
1: that's probably hundred percent the right answer. That is, that's a great answer for that, for that question. I hadn't, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's great. So before I even get to kind of starting to wrap up the end phase, what I like to ask a lot of people is if you had to pick five coins to hold in the portfolio for that same five year period, what would your five coin never touch portfolio be? If you had to
0: buy it today, Buy today, five coins. Hmm. Let me see. Definitely. Bitcoin, Ethereum, some other ones I really like are let's see, those are two, so I have three more to choose from. hmm I want to include some some moonshots and just to just to preface for your audience, these are definitely like a gamble, <laughs> home run might dismiss completely. But one I really like is Grin. Grin, which is the privacy one with Mimble Wimble technology.
1: They were the ones that were kind of related to that one like mining like turnkey mining thing, right?
0: I'm not sure, but a lot of people in the Bitcoin space also like Grin because it shares similar structure in terms of their protocol um, with just some additional privacy components built on top of it. So they really like that. That's number three. Number.
1: It's uh, it's rated 100% on Crypto Canary.
0: Yeah. And they didn't have any like pre-mines or all that kind of stuff. No ICOs, purely donation. And so that's something else that people really like about it. Oh, cool. That's one. Let's see. What else do I really like? This one is kind of. There's a lot of controversy around it, um, but I think their approach is interesting and different, and it's iota. So that's an interesting okay. one. I think it's a potential home run or bust type one.
1: Eighty-eight percent on on crypto canary, which is which makes sense, and I the controversy of at least. So we were part of the the group of people that would say that iota we wouldn't touch it because of David and they were a project that because the coordinator is in a centralized position where they're relying on the IOTA foundation to function properly until they can get that coordinator out of there. Right now they put their plan forward for coordinator or core decider or whatever you want to call it. But in the meantime, David was a dick. He would just go around and start he, he would be like trolling people and yelling at them and telling them if they had anything negative to say about his project, that they were losers. And like, I, yeah, I didn't like just... the
0: behavior. I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah. So that was, that was the issue with Iota. But I, at the first conference I ever spoke at, I talked about uh, the evolution of blockchain into the, into the dag technology. And I mentioned exactly. nano and Iota as two examples. So, um, so, you know, they're, they're not in my portfolio personally yet, but I would never fault anybody for putting it in theirs.
0: Okay, so that's number four, and my last one would be would be one that's also a little bit controversial with Binance Coin. And Binance Coin, okay. Am I am I a fan of everything they're doing? No. Do I think that CZ might be a casino operator? Maybe, <laughs> but he is a really good casino operator at that because they they're doing a lot of stuff to create value for the token and to generate demand for it, and so just in terms of like betting on them i think they are doing everything possible like adding new features just integrating bnb into various ecosystem properties and various initiatives that they're doing doing token burns and so forth and so they're like actively looking for ways to increase the value and increase the increase the demand for their token and so from that perspective purely a like economics and financial perspective, I think BNB is a solid hold too.
1: I I agree with you 100% on, on CZ. Nobody runs an exchange as well as they do. He has all my respect. He does some weird things sometimes, and there's definitely some pieces of the puzzle that we wish we had more of, sometimes with transparency, but for the most part... He's just—he's out there. The second they get hacked, he says, "Don't worry, your funds are safe. We got hacked. We're, we're dealing with it, and all of that." You know, he's—he even when people posted that the funny video of him, uh, or the, the, the animated video where the funds are safe and they're making fun of his accent, he's like, "I love this. Here, <laughs> let's put this yeah. out there." So he's—I don't know. I like, got uh, nothing but respect for the guy. It's the exchange that it's the only exchange I leave money on. I won't even leave money on Coinbase mostly because they banned me for a year but or actually almost two years oh dang but the (laughs) i I logged on in cuba it was my fault but i I shouldn't have done that i understand but it took a long time to get my account reopened um but there i don't leave a lot of money on there i don't leave a lot of money on exchanges but it's the only one that i feel comfortable like yeah it's fine i'll leave it on there so So they basically
0: they force they force you to hodl for two years yeah, no, I, they <laughs> gave me my money. They gave me everything back.
1: So they gave me the I, I only had U.S. dollars in there and they just resent it back to my bank oh, account. Oh, I see. I see. What I had transferred I in. I
0: thought you had like bitcoins on there and they forced you to hodl. No,
1: no. <laughs> so I always took them off and put them in my ledger. Okay. But I, I had sent money because I wanted to buy some more. And when I was in Cuba, I just muscle memory. I pulled it up to check and see if that had gone through so I could buy the You know, the Bitcoin or whatever I was going to buy. And then the second I logged on, it was like,
0: well, note to self, don't open it in Cuba. if I'm ever there.
1: Yeah. Turns out there's embargoes still. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can't do in Cuba or you have to have a very good VPN. But the Internet in Cuba is amazing. I love going to Cuba. I've been to Cuba three times now. It's awesome. The Internet is or at least was maybe they're getting better, but it was basically dial up speed. It was and you had to pay two dollars per hour to access the dial up speed Internet from the state. So it was very interesting. I see. Um, anyway, that, that was a little random uh, story about Cuba. So so what's next for, for Crypto... W- when do you see Crypto Canary kind of ramping up and going to 50 conferences in a year and all that stuff and and getting the real marketing going?
0: Yeah, so our plan is to launch this redesign that's coming very soon. Um, and then after that, start ramping up our marketing a little bit heavier, just sharing it various social communities, reaching out to more people, Um, getting more people's input like you and other people who we really want to value and um, improve this experience for. And then after that, we might want to find some investors to, to raise some a little bit more capital so that we can grow our team right now. It's only two of us with one other contractor developing on the site and also the team at the incubator helping us with design strategy some marketing stuff and so forth. So we want to grow out our team and just grow faster, execute more marketing campaigns and like potentially do what you said, go to 50 conferences, share it to the whole world. All right. So what social channels could we follow either you or Crypto Canary on right now? So Crypto Canary um, can definitely follow us in our telegram group. We have, tme slash crypto canary app. And that's pretty simple. I'm always on Telegram because a lot of crypto people are on Telegram. So chatting with people there. Um, And so anyone who writes answer or anyone who has questions, comments can write it there. I'll definitely get back to you as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And um, we're just slowly building that up as well. Okay, cool.
1: So check out all of those various social channels. Obviously, the links are in the show notes. Is there anything that you wanted to say, cover, shill, whatever, before we uh, ended the show here?
0: Um, Not really. I had a great time on your show. Thanks, Brent, for having me on there. I'll definitely share it with my communities as well. Um, We have on YouTube, Facebook, we have a pretty large Facebook group as well. So if you give me the the stuff after, I'll be sure to share with everybody. Really enjoyed being on here. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about Crypto Canary and Bitcoin for Beginners with you.
1: All right, awesome! Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Thanks for reaching out and emailing us and saying that you had a cool product because you're right, you did. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Awesome. We'll we'll have you on as a follow up in the future after you've done your after you've done your redesign and become the become the not Yelp of the crypto space. Perfect. Would love to. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Oh wait. Oh, I forgot to say we're not financial advisors, of course. I usually add the drop at the end, but just while you're here, Kevin's not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. Nobody is. So you know don't listen to us on that stuff go check out crypto canary they'll they'll give you a good good idea of where to start uh all, all investments have inherent risk do your own research all right
2: cool who pays for this show wild foods
1: pays for this
2: show in your support if you want to support the show go to wildfoods.co, use code crypto basic 12 for 12 percent off your entire order you can find some real food ingredients to support life results health happiness and your family's health and well-being we have a full spectrum of superfoods uh, and supplements we have cocoa butter we have official mct oil we have a full range of teas austin roasted coffee guys the stuff is just so good and we have so many good products that i can't even verbalize how good they are or even tell you what they are so you have to just go and look at it for yourself so go do that right go now. check out wildfoods.co and that's how you support the show but also support your health so that is a win-win Is that what they call it? That's a win-win, Brian. Don't stop recording. Don't put your, hover your finger over the stop record button. I'm not done with my ad right now. (laughs) This show is sponsored by Wobbles.co.